Hey friends, this is Austin Suter, and before we get into the episode, I wanted to make you aware of some of the articles we have on our website these days. We've been continuing our word study series about how we can understand each other more clearly in conversations about race. We've also had posts from Chris Davis on the historic doctrine of the curse of ham, and we've had posts by Courtney Resig about the history of racism in education. We hope these articles are helpful for you. If you go to our website at uwepray.com, you can also sign up for our mailing list and get a monthly email that organizes our content and delivers it to you. We don't spam you. We just send one email a month. Again, you can see all of our content and sign up at uwepray.com. Hope to see you there. Grace and Peace, you're listening to United We Pray, Taking Racial Struggles to the Throne of Grace. United We Pray is a podcast devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in a way that is biblical and helpful, clear and hopeful. You can learn more about our work at uwepray.com. That's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. I'm Austin Suter, one of the co-hosts here with Isaac Adams. How you doing, Isaac? It's beginning to look a lot like christmas it is around here too bro it's it's like lights and cheer and i mean happiness and trees yeah man doing well uh you know here we are in december uh year's coming to an end god's faithfulness isn't so i'm glad to be here with you man amen thankful for another episode i think uh we're gonna be talking about uh moral clarity and praying for today and its importance. And before we do, I just want to read Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, because I'm struck uh, some things that have been going on in my mind. They've been provoked by conversations with other brothers and sisters, which is why we talk so much on this show about talking, talking to God first and foremost in prayer and talking with one another and why those conversations are so important. So let me just read Hebrews 10, um, uh, 24 and 25 and says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging, <clears throat> encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Amen. Uh, let me, let me pray for us and lie this text, bro. Father, we pray that you would help churches in this land who are struggling to gather in so many ways. Uh, Father, um, we pray that you would lift this pandemic. Uh, Father, we pray that uh, believers would continue to stir up one another to love and good works, and that this podcast would be a small contribution to that. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we were talking about moral clarity today. Isaac, what do you mean by moral clarity? Yeah, I mean having clear insight into what is right and wrong and having the unction to see it uh, and the boldness to say something about it uh, when appropriate. Uh, so I, I, simply, I simply mean clearer vision about what is right and wrong. Okay, so we're Christians. We've got our Bibles. We've got the Holy Spirit. Why, why is this an issue? Yeah, I uh, I agree with that list that we have the Bible, we have the Holy Spirit, praise God. We also have this other thing called sin, which gets in the oh, way. Oh, right. Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, that 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 one right there. Uh, and it makes sin. I mean, we in those Bibles, those Bibles tell us, you know, Jeremiah, the heart is uh, wicked above all and desperately sick, and it's deceitful 
Uh, you know, and so uh, we do have God's power, which raised God's spirit and the power, which raised Christ from the dead dwelling within us. Um, but God is still in the process of sanctifying us in this life. So yes, positionally, we are sanctified before God got that, uh, but we are still wrestling with sin. Uh, and that means we sin, and that means we don't always see sin. Uh, and that presents a great problem uh, because it means sometimes we might not even see our own sin uh, or so our neighbor might see their, not see their sin or you and me might not see our sin together. Uh, and so I think we want to be praying for more clarity about that sin. I think that's a great idea. I actually wanted to read you something from C.S. Lewis that he wrote in an introduction to Athanasius on the Incarnation. Oh, my God. Okay, so I just need the listeners to know. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, Austin, how married you and I are. And of course, yes, to our spouses. But you and I talk like every day. And I, uh, we, we don't, we hadn't planned this out. But I was going to bring up this very introduction. So the fact that you're doing that shows that you are indeed my other half. Hive mind. <laughs> Go for it, bro. This, these are good words. Every age has its own outlook. It is especially good at seeing certain truths and especially liable to make certain mistakes. We all therefore need the books that will correct the characteristic mistakes of our own period. And that means old books. So C.S. Lewis was writing, encouraging folks to read older books. And his point is that if we only hear from contemporary voices, we will make the mistakes characteristic of our age. And we can That's be right. helped by that in reading older books. So that's right. That's right. We see this in history in looking back and going, oh, my goodness, how were those people so stupid and misguided? How could they not see what was right in front of them? But we're not better than them. Exactly. We don't want to assume, yeah, that we are somehow like, oh, my goodness, those, those ignorant fools of the past. Uh, if they only had, you know, the moral clarity we have today, which it's just like, yeah, if you are. So I think it was Robert George um, who was talking about, you know, conservative professor, I think at Princeton. At Princeton um, and he was saying on the first day of class, he asked all his students to raise their hand. Hey, if you would have um, opposed slavery, raise your hand. And he says, guess what? Every student raises their hand. They all say they would have worked tirelessly against it night and day uh, and not and lost, uh, not given an ounce of sleep until this evil institution was dead. And then he goes on to say, of course, this is complete rubbish. Most of us would have gone right along with the system, profiting from it, benefiting from it. And he goes on to tell his students, if you can show me a moral stand you have taken today simply for the fact that it is right and it has actually cost you something, then I'll believe you and maybe give you extra credit or something like that. Right. Uh, but I think, I think he's right in saying that because, you know, in that Lewis introduction, which is just for our listeners' sake, go read the whole introduction. It is so good on old books and their importance. But he says, you know, even the people who seem to be disagreeing with one another, so whoever, you know, I might be disagreeing with, me and that brother or sister still operate on a common set of assumptions that are so assumed as to be unspoken. Right. And we, un we unconsciously almost take them for, subconsciously, take them for granted 
because we just assume them. It's just, that's, yeah, we don't even think that's wrong. We don't even bring it up. Um, and that can lead to great evil. So, you know, I'm bringing up uh, the example of slavery or be it Jim Crow, that just looks so heinous to us now, where we ask, how could they? And I think that shows us the power of sin when in the rearview mirror, you're like, oh, but through the, da- you know, through the, um, the front mirror of the car, whatever, or the front wind, the windshield, it's like, there you go. Yes, thank you. So what are some other threats to moral clarity? We've talked about indwelling sin. We've talked about the lack of historical perspective. What else can obscure moral clarity? Yeah, that's a good question. I think lack of diversity around you. I mean, the more homogeneous we are, the easier things will be, right? If everyone's just like me, then, uh, you know, I'm well used to those to my own sins or perspectives. Um, but that means everyone's got the same blind spots. And that's the beauty of uh, diversity is it's going to bring people up to say, hey, this this thing that you see as very normal is actually wrong. It's actually a problem. Uh, so uh, a lack of diversity. Um, and insofar as our churches are segregated, uh, and again, this is for many complex reasons, like we've talked about on this show, um, but insofar as we're reaping the bitter fruit of past great evil uh, in our churches, uh, and uh, to some degree maintaining it, it's not you know that clear. Um, uh, we suffer from that. Uh, we 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 have blind. So it's it's really good to be reading and listening to people you disagree with. Uh, it's really healthy for you uh, because hey, you might be. I still don't agree about those seven things you said, but those three wow, you're, you're spot on and I need to fix this. So you said diversity and I'm assuming you didn't say as much, but I'm assuming you mean ethnic diversity in that case. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean, for the purposes of this show, I do, but I, I mean, even beyond that brother, like this is, I mean, there are, there are diversity as a diamond with many facets. So socioeconomic diversity, regardless of ethnicity, um, political diversity, gender diversity insofar as like you don't just want your friends to be men or women you want you want both you want to be hearing from both uh in your life all men or all women uh so um yeah so that could easily be applied to any demographic we might look at the more diverse the better in that sense that's what i was going to get to in the lewis strikes on on something really important with his uh introduction and in saying that historical diversity is a good thing, but I appreciate what you just did in applying it to other, uh, other kinds of diversity because they, they all have something to add to the conversation. That's right. And I do, I do, I do want to sound the note on Lewis's point because let's that all, all the things I just mentioned are really hard. I mean, we're talking about building relationships. We're talking about communities that might look a certain way. Uh, so there's lots of factors there that might make that tough, but what you can do is go buy some books quite easily. Right. And so what Lewis is saying is have some friends, you know, Alan, Alan Jacobs book, have some dead friends who you read with. Uh, Alan Jacobs just came out with a book uh, called breaking bread with the dead. And I loved his book, how to think. So if you are listening to this, if you've not read how to think by Alan Jacobs, don't be offended that I'm suggesting it, but you need to read that. I mean, it's just so important on nuanced thinking. Um, but we just want to be consulting, uh, with those who have gone before us because we do stand on their shoulders for ill or for better. Um, and they're really helpful at pointing out like, man, they, they, because it's not just like, Oh my gosh, it was the dark ages before, you know, the two thousands. Like, 
they were actually right about some things whether whether whatever like you know people were simply not debating what it used to be to what it meant to be a man or a woman in the past right uh but now they are right so um you know so whatever correctives we've made uh we also introduce error and we need help with that and Isaac, you're not saying anything that isn't just standard biblical wisdom here. Proverbs 11, 14, without guidance, people fall, but with many counselors, there is deliverance. Amen. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Right. I'm like, I don't feel like this is, I don't feel like any of this is rocket science. And yet, Austin, I'm struck and convicted by how little I pray for moral clarity. Now, I don't think those are like magic words we have to pray and voila, but I, I, I think it's so easy to assume like, hey, we're trying to see things for what they are. But man, I don't want, I want to be able to look at life today because we can judge the past and talk about effects of the past all we want. But I am alive today. I will not be held account for what I did not do in the past. I will be held account for what I did today and what I did and didn't say on today's society. And there very well may be a great evil that exists uh, today that I want to see as clearly as pe- as I can see the, the evils of yesterday. Does it make sense? It does. And I think you're getting at what I think is one of the biggest threats to moral clarity, which is pride. We don't pray for moral clarity because we assume we have it. Yeah, that's really well said. That's really, exactly. And I think, you know, um, on like kind of my respectable sins. I'm like, of course I don't have it on those things, but I'm talking about, Oh man, like what, what, what will people be saying in, in 500 years? Should the Lord tarry about our society? Right. Like how could y'all sleep when babies were being killed? Yeah. How how could you, how could you eat? How could you, and you know, I want to be clear. We're going to talk about abortion being a racial justice issue in the next episode. Um, and I want to be clear because I assume I'm working, I'm operating under the assumption that some of our listeners may have had an abortion in the past or, or been, you know, encouraged someone else to have one. Uh, and I'm in, in so far as they have repented of that sin and trusted in Christ, there's grace for them. So I'm, I'm, I'm want to be clear about that. Um, but my goodness, uh, I think we want to not, we want to be concerned. We want to recognize and have the humility and the pause, the kind of <laughs> moral pause that, man, what is going on today? Um, that is a great stench in God's nostrils, but for whatever reason, I cannot smell it. Yeah. Now, I think we want to be careful here. Like, we want to recognize progress, right? We don't want to assume society is just always, always plagued by these different, like, that things can or cannot get better. But we know from Scripture, like, things are headed downhill before they're going to get uphill when Jesus comes back, right? So, yeah, I think it can be easy to develop one of two competing narratives for history, which is that everything is either progressing towards some greater, better, brighter future all the time, or things are just constantly getting worse. That's right. And life is just more complicated than that. There is progress and there is regression. Amen. Amen. And there is, there is good and there is evil. Yeah. And, uh, we want, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's the classic Genesis three, pivot right like at least we're not like those racists of the past it's like well you better be dang careful with that statement man because like uh yeah like you better be real careful like i mean goodness i just 
yeah so i i'm freshly haunted by this uh austin in my in my own um kind of life and prayer closet and i think it's just something we want to be praying for man uh and you have more questions i'm sure so let me kick it back to you i i actually don't in talking about things that we can do to seek moral clarity we talked about counselors we talked about historical perspective james 1 5 now if any of you lacks wisdom he should ask god who gives generously and ungrudgingly and it will be given to him so isaac i suggest that we turn now and ask the lord for this kind of moral clarity father thank you that we can come to you when we lack wisdom thank you that you never lack wisdom and so lord we pray for clarity uh lord we pray for your eyes about good and evil we pray that we would have your perspective about what is right and what is wrong and what we can be doing about it we pray that you would point out our blind spots Give us brothers and sisters who can speak into our lives. And Lord, help us to be uh, faithful to your word in calling good what is good and calling evil what is evil. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you as those who cannot discern their own errors all the time. Oh Lord, we, we need help. We need your help. We, we are weak and sinful. And so we ask for you who are strong and holy to help us. Father, as Austin uh, read from our brother James, Lord, we need wisdom from above. Uh, we don't want unearthly or we don't, we don't want earthly demonic wit wisdom from below we want wisdom from above and we know we can't reach it so we ask that you would give it to us father we we know on this side of the cross that perfect clarity on everything isn't possible and yet we ask for more of that kind of clarity father we ask that uh we would be able to see the systems uh that are evil and to, to know something of what to say and pray about them. Father, we pray that the porn industry would come crashing down. Yes. We pray that the abortion industry would come crashing down. Yes. We pray for racism in all its forms to end, Lord. And in so, in so, in so many ways, we are praying, come, Jesus. Come. Come quickly. And Father, help us to be more faithful. Uh, help us to not simply, Lord, we talk so much about unity on this show. Lord, we, don't, we want to be peacemakers, but we, we don't want to just sit back in comfortable lives that don't really rock the boat when the boat very well needs to be rocked sometimes. Lord, help us to capsize anything that is floating us down a river you would not have us go down as individuals as a society lord give us unction and put spiritual steel in our spines we pray give us insight give us boldness oh lord we know we need wisdom to know when to draw lines and when to erase them we need wisdom to know when to speak and when not to speak oh, we need humility to listen to those who would have a good word for us that would stir us up to love and good works father we're not saved by good works but you expect good works from those of us who are saved help us to pursue them we pray 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Always appreciate the time, Isaac. Amen. Good stuff. I'm praying we be more faithful. Amen. Uh, friends, that wraps up the, this episode. Like Austin said, on the front end, you can check out more at uwepray.com. Uh, That's where we're trying to raise uh, issues, maybe, uh, that uh, you have less clarity on or more clarity on uh, that we might pray about them all the more in articles and, st- and things like that. Uh, but for here, we'll cap it here. And uh, if you've listened to this one, you'll want to listen to the abortion is a racial justice issue episode, I'm sure. Grace and peace. <laughs>